Thanks for tuning into the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, professional wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Hey, everyone. How's it going? It's Josh here, and we're about to do the Fantasy Football Roundup. So you might have expected a different face right here with Ferris. Um, Ferris got a new schedule, and we'll be talking about it. I'll talk about quickly the schedule. But now I will be hosting the majority of these fantasy football shows. We'll be going over the week as normal and be doing guests. The one other small change we will quickly make, and I'll say out of the way now, that we, we will just choose any patron we want to focus on going into next week. We won't necessarily choose the highest scoring one. The highest scoring one will be you know, very likely because we want to talk about the person who did the best. But I want I think it's better to have more flexibility and I want to talk to someone who may be lost and 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 want to see how they come back and stuff like that and highlight different patrons. Because, you know, if we do the high scoring one, it's going to be me a lot. And like, you know, we need to get we got to share, share the share, share the spoon, go around with everyone. So I'm going to quickly go over the games today, but we have two incredible guests that I'm really excited to talk about. So let's first go over the games that don't include them. First, we have Aaron Lancaster versus Lunch Break Hot Break with a very, very close game. Three points. Anytime it's below five to ten points, you know, like, oh, this could have gone either way at any point. And looking down here, we have Mahomes versus Lamar. Huge matchup here. Lance getting injured, only getting 2.5 points. And you could just see there's so many differences where it's like if maybe one change were made that – you know, Christian Kirk was on the starting lineup or something like that. Devontae Smith has 15 points. That probably changes the outcome. You look at um, lunch break, hot breaks, uh, lunch, uh, apologies, um, lunch break, hot takes, expense. Sorry, a bit of a tongue twister there. You look at, um, it's not a lot of scoring. So even though they got the win, you do want to think about that as that's going on the bye week, as the bench will become more important. But for now, you look at this team what's called Lamar's a, a machine. Henry is worrying that he didn't score as much, but you got Mike Evans. You got Marquise Brown, who's solid. Like, this is definitely a, a solid team, and being able to get this win is huge. Not going to 0-2, because it's tough to come back from 0-2, even if you do have a good team. Like, I think uh, the Twisted T. Higgins do have a good team. But I look at right now, they're 0-2, and they did face two tough opponents with um, both lunch break, cough break, and uh, me. But you look at this, and it's like, man, you don't have much more to lose. You don't have much more losses you can afford. Moving on, we had two of the LGR crew members facing off, Adelia and Caleb. Adelia goes to 2-0, and Caleb goes to 0-2. And you definitely look at Adelia's team as maybe one of the contenders to win the whole thing. Cooper Cup has been consistently one of the best fantasy players in the past two years, including this year. And 31 points again. Kyler was absolutely insane watching that Raiders game. And you even look at this game. There's some moments where you're like, oh, the tight end didn't score anything. Melvin Gordon underproduced. Mike Jones underproduced. And James Conner usually scores a lot more. But like what's called DeAndre Swift is very, very good. And you even look at her bench. She has Irv Smith at the tight end slot. You put him in over Cole Komet. I think you're going to get a lot more points. And then J.D. McKissick here scoring 13. I think there's some changes needed for Adelia Spence, but overall, this is a very, very scary team. And then you look at Caleb. Caleb's now 0-2, and with 
being so Cowboys centric. And weirdly enough, the Cowboys did score. Let's call it Pollard had a good game. Lamb had a good game. I wouldn't be surprised if we picked up Cooper Rush and starts him over Davis Mills, knowing Caleb. But my biggest worry with Caleb, again, is the bench. You look at this bench here. Uh, Dachau obviously has zero. But Gainwell, two points. Gallup, zero. Moore, zero. They might have been both injured. Hubbard, minus two. Osborne did okay, but Minnesota overall had a bad game. And then Dawson Knox is, a t- you know, he was okay, but it's a tight end. And I've always said I don't value tight ends. I just don't. And this is why. They can have these weeks where even the best tight ends, like TJ Hawkinson, you look at this, it's only five points. And I look at this team, and I'm like, man, I don't know what Caleb needs to do. I think he needs some big um, offseason pickups in free agency, and I think right now he needs to maybe start looking at some trades. But you're 0-2 right now. Hopefully you get a bounce back next week, but it's it's a tough road. And Adelia scoring 120 and I think around 140 last week, she's got to be one of the contenders to win this whole thing for sure. And then we're going to go to um, – this is the game that I had my eye on at the beginning of the week. Dagan versus uh, Rob Clark. Uh, again, um, two LGR members. And this game, even though Dagan won by 25, it was a lot closer going into it. What happened is Monday night, Stefan Diggs had an insane, insane game. But overall, this was a very close matchup. Um, there were um, Both teams had some misses. Pittman being um, injured, sadly, so he didn't play much. Um, but I look at Dagan's team, and even though he is 2-0, I do have some worries when I look at it because a lot of this is Stefan Diggs being insane. Joe Flacco scoring 26 points, which I don't think is consistent. And I look at the rest of this team, there's a lot of 8, 7, 9, 7, 6. You want your, teams, your, your players to score at least 10 points. And then you look here at uh, Snark's team. Again, there is a couple of 7-0, uh, but that's an injury. Uh, Kyle Pitts has three. Kyle Pitts has been arguably maybe the most disappointing player in the league right now. At least for me, I've really wanted him to do more. And this bench isn't looking too good either. But, uh, man, Hurts is incredible. I think Cook had an abnormally bad game, and he's going to bounce back. I think Edwards, Edwards Hilaire was one of the great pickups in the mid-rounds. Like, I think Snark is very, very dangerous still with this team, even with the loss. And I think Dagan's a very dangerous team, but I'm not ready to put him on the contender slot yet. I'm not ready to put him as like top five teams to win the league. I put myself there. I put Adelia there. Also put this person there. Um, what's it called? A- Anthony Henderson, Lamar- Marvel Studios, scoring 155, great back-to-back weeks, which, by the way, he scored that with Der- Jonathan Taylor having a bad game. With 155 points, I think um, LaMarvel Studios absolutely is one of the contenders to win the league, especially if Tua goes off as much as he did. I don't expect six touchdowns weekly, but I do believe that Tua will absolutely have some great games because he has a great offensive head coach and a lot of talent. Mark Andrews is one of the better tight ends. And also, I do think this team has some depth. Like James Robinson is a really underrated pickup as a backup uh, running back and some of these players didn't score but I see a lot of potential in a George Pickens or a Kenneth Walker and even uh, I didn't Daryl Williams doing uh, looking very good in that game and I did not expect that at all and then we go over the too hard throbbing um, this was a tough matchup he scored 130 and lost 
Greg is still uh, Greg. Uh, uh, what's it got? Too hard, too throbbing is absolutely a contender. Um, I, I would put him in the same same slot as Dagan. It's just a tough matchup. You score one thirty, and you still lose, and that's probably because of Tyler Boyd and Ezekiel Elliott both scoring nine. The Bengals defense didn't do that well, but overall, and there's and his bench did okay. Like Jacoby My- Myers, eighteen points. That's a player I think you can put in on a bye week and be, feel pretty good. Overall, this is still a very good team. The, the fact that you scored 130 is absolutely great. I think you got some great players like Herbert, like Darren Waller. Um, Waddle scored 40, which isn't always going to happen. But it is a team where you're one and one. I will say it, he's got a very, very difficult matchup next week. So we'll go into that once we go into next week's games. But this isn't a loss where you can hang your head low. This is a loss where you look at it and you're like, my opponent scored 155. What the heck am I supposed to do? And Lamarvel Studios has absolutely got to be one of the biggest contenders to win this league. Because, I mean, look, man, this team, I love Terry McLaurin. I'm going to talk about this when I get to my team. Washington, weirdly, is one of the most explosive fantasy offenses in the league. You see that with Terry McLaurin. You see that with Antonio Gibson, both scoring 12 points. It's called, I think, Baltimore. It has stock in Baltimore, too. That's great. I think there's a lot of dangerous players on this team, and it makes me very nervous if I'm going to go up against them. But now that we got through those games, we got to the point where we can get our guests on. So we have two players, uh, two um, competitors in this league who both scored around 160 points. So I'm going to get them on right now, Ryan Ryan Christensen and, and Brody. So let's get uh, first the Ryan here. You scored mm-hmm. Uh, you were the lead scorer of this week. Scored the most points out of anyone with 164 points. Um, how are you? How are you feeling about this week? Tell me about your team and what happened. I'm actually kind of shocked that I'm sitting up here with the most points scored this week. Um, going into Sunday, you know, I felt good, and then I seen, you know, what Lamarvel Studios did, and then I seen what you know. Brony did there. And I'm just like, okay, you know, one of them two are going to get top points of the week. You know, I still had my, my Josh Allen and I still had my bills defense, but I thought, okay, you know what, if, if I can, you know, get around the 150, I'll be happy. Didn't realize what they would do on Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? I, I'm not going to say I'm not I'm not unhappy because I am happy, but I am shocked that you know I, I'm sitting here week two with the most points. But in the same token, it, week two is week two. You said this last week, Josh. Week one is week one. Week two is week two. I I I I'd like to see consistency throughout the year and when we get down to week 13 week 14 week 15 week 16 then that that's when i want this team to thrive absolutely and i i do get that buffalo point because right now buffalo has been such a big surprise everyone thought they were the favorites to win the super bowl but they the way they've won games against good teams with the titans and rams dominance and there's a lot to like about it. like I think Michael Williams is a fantastic pickup. You got a couple players scoring underneath ten, but Chubb is maybe the best fantasy back right now with the. Well, right now he is. Yes, right now. 
right now, but he's definitely getting a lot of targets and, and a lot of red zone looks. Like, uh, Prony, if you're looking at this team um, right now, what are, what's standing out to you? Uh, what is it the wide receivers, the running backs, wow. the Buffalo? Uh, you know, honestly, the, what, what stands out to me, I think, is the, the combination of running backs there with Chubb and, and Javante Williams. If Denver, you know, kind of gets over the Melvin Gordon thing <laughs> and, uh, and, and makes Javante Williams the, the lead back like he should be, you know, that's going to be a ton of points every, every single week. Um, you know, Mike Thomas, he, he, he was a rock solid fantasy receiver for years uh, prior to his injuries, but, and I think he'll get back to that. Um, Mike Williams, I think is one of the more underrated receivers in the league. I, mm-hmm. I think they don't get the ball to him enough. Uh, but you know, anytime they, they decide we're going to get Mike Williams, the ball, he makes plays for him. Um, and you know, I, I love Marcus Mariota. That's my guy. I'm a big Marcus Mariota fan, uh, so I'm hoping that, uh, that that he can kind of stay consistent for the full season. He needs to start getting the ball to Kyle Pitts, though. Absolutely, absolutely. And I do love the Mike Williams point because I completely agree. Mike Williams, to me, is one of the better real-life players, but he's not as viewed as well in fantasy because what happens is he has such boom or bust games. And my theory on this, the reason why, is Herbert is almost too good at the pregame that he's willing to, like – check it down way too early. And Mike Williams is a fantastic deep ball. If he, like, one thing I want now, I think Herbert has passed almost all the tests. The one last test for Herbert, I think, is to be like, okay, we know you're smart enough to check the ball down. Why don't you just wait a half a second longer and see if the deep's open? Because I feel like to a fault sometimes, Herbert is a very check down quarterback, which you don't expect from that because he's got the arm and everyone talks about him in the same way but he does check the belt ball down a lot and that's mm-hmm. not mike williams strength and i'll also quickly say justin's not too badly here like justin's going down to zero and two he had a bad performance with 81 points last week but now he's got like 125 that's nothing to head, hang your head over and i think he made some good moves like my, my two opponents before this i've had mm-hmm. ferris and i've had justin they both scored a number of points so just you know, I've been lucky to, you know, just kind of score a little bit more than they have. Absolutely. Um, and I think what I like about Justin, he's been active with the waiver wire. He looks at his team and he's like, where do I have to get better? And even though the Taysom Hill thing didn't work out for him, and I was low on Taysom Hill because I thought that was going to be a one-week thing anyway, I do like he, him being like, I, I think I can get better at tight end. Let me see if Taysom Hill works. And I look at his team. I like Aaron Jones. I like Derek Carr. I like Cortland Sutton. I like um, Austin Eckler. I have to play Justin next week, and I don't think that's a guaranteed win. He's 0-2 right now. He needs a win. He's not going to get one against me, but I will say he's going to be one of the more dangerous 0-3 teams. <laughs> oh, I mean, here ca- already with the smack talk. Already. I got to bring it. You know, I got to bring I You know, I got to convince myself of it or else it won't work. And we'll just quickly look over at the benches right here. You know, you had Kittle injured. Um how are you feeling about Kittle right now? Because I know that's a bit like, it's a bit weird because he's injured and he's always been a bit injured. Well, you know, again, like that was, I think that was, well, that was my third or fourth round pick. Yeah. Am I, you know, yeah, it sucks. He's not in there, but you know what? I haven't really lost much because he hasn't been in there. Absolutely. So, so, you know what? I've been lucky that, you know, I've had, I'm not saying the tight ends make all kinds of points but I haven't had a tight end that hasn't made any points. So I, I, I'm okay with 
where I am right now with the tight end. Would I love Kittle to be in there? 100%. Absolutely. And you know what? If it doesn't happen, then I, you know, I do what I do and I just go with my team and and hope they can score points. So I have been very um, forward about this. I don't think tight ends matter, or at least in fantasy. I think um, for the most part, if you have Kelsey and Andrews, great. They're the ones that matter. If you have anyone else, they're all interchangeable in my mind, even Kyle Pitts, I thought would be in that tier, but he's not, he hasn't been in that tier. Am I crazy on that? Do you like, what do you both think about the tight ends in fantasy? I, I think you're, you're spot on there. I, I think Kyle Pitts will still be in that tier. I think it's, you know, it's a bad start, uh, but I think they'll get him integrated in the offense, but there's a very clear delineation in the tight end group. You got, like you said, Kelsey, you got Mark Andrews, you got Kyle Pitts, you know, uh, when they're healthy, you got Kittle and Waller. Um, and then there's a bit of a drop off. You know, you're you're not mm-hmm. not not that there aren't other really good tight ends, but you're not talking about these guys who are consistently putting up wide receiver points. So if you can't get one of those top five guys, I think you're you're fine, kind of waiting on on the tight end position. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. I, I guess my biggest worry is like it, even like the guys you pick in like after the, that tier is like they can have two points in a week and it wouldn't surprise me. And that's my worries. Like if, if I'm already thinking this person might have two points in a week, why spend any draft capital on them? Well, let's move on, uh, Brony, to your game. Uh, the long reach hurricanes versus uh, the Winston Thunder Bears. Um, and uh, you scored 159 and you did that even with some players, maybe underperforming a little uh, with Russell Wilson only getting 11 points field. Your quarterbacks did not do very well, but you have, I think maybe, the most dangerous wide receivers in the league with Hill Brown and Amaron St. Brown, which by the way, Amaron St. Brown looking like the steal of the draft, in my opinion. Um, why don't you talk about your team and how you did this week? Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, I kind of really wanted to lean on those four players, McCaffrey, Hill Brown and, and Amaron St. Brown. Uh, I thought I would have a solid uh, starter in Russell Wilson. It, it hasn't worked out that, that way so far. Uh, he's he's looked a bit washed through the first couple of weeks, but I think he'll get it turned around. Uh, Justin Fields, you know, I, I wanted to take a flyer on him. I liked him. I, I wanted Carolina to actually draft him in, in real life. Uh, it didn't happen, but I thought he would have a, a better season. Uh, week one, you know, week one looked all right for him. Uh, he threw a couple of touchdowns, even in the bad weather. You know, so I thought, hey, you know, this is going to be a start to, to something great. Week two, they kind of looked like they didn't want him to throw the ball. You know, at a certain point, they just kind of stopped calling passing plays. Um, but that's why, you know, I, I went and, and picked up Deshaun Watson. I picked up Malik Willis as kind of, uh, you know, backup plans in case Justin Fields didn't really uh, didn't pan out there. Absolutely. Um, and I look at this and I look at Chris's team and Chris, um, this is the second time he scored under 100. He got around 80 points last week and 94 points this week. Um, I look at the, and I'll be honest, this team is really scary. Um, if I'm Chris right now, I'm thinking about what I can do to honestly just just almost like reboot in a way because Tom Brady has been very disappointing fantasy wise, not real life wise. The running back situation is not ideal. I don't know if I 100% trust Mostert, but he had a good 10 points there. And then with the bench, you're spending two, your three ups roster spots on tight ends and two roster spots on defense. I don't know. That worries me, especially also Cam Anchors being like a bit weird and disapp- he got eight points now, but it's, it's 
I don't know how you feel comfortable with that. Um, I'll also quickly say, um, Brony, your bench is also looking really nice. Like, I think Damian Pierce is a huge upside pick. Um, I really like Ayuk now that um, Garoppolo's back. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's a lot to like about the bench. Um, I wanted to go over your bench uh, really quick. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I have Damian Pierce in several leagues. I think that, uh, you know, he really impressed Houston throughout the offseason to the point where they even cut Marlon Mack. Uh, who a lot of people thought was going to be kind of splitting carries with him. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, I think he's been waiting on a breakout for the last couple of years. He's been a solid receiver, and I think he's waiting to kind of take that next step. Uh, Hines, you know, he, he's just a, uh, again, a solid contributor. You know, he's not a, a great scorer, but I can put him in and expect that 8 to 10 points, you know, any week that I that I put, put him in there. Uh, you know, and, and then Miko Hardman, you know, you just – you always want to get a piece of the top offenses if you can, you know, uh, didn't really know where he would shake out in terms of the, the target share in Kansas city, but you know, Mahomes likes to spread the ball around. So you just, you know, you take a shot on one of those guys and, and hopefully he, he pops a few weeks kind of disappointed in Alec Pierce so far. Uh, you know, one, well, more so in Matt Ryan than Alec Pierce, I should say. Uh, <laughs> Alec was, was injured this week. He only got two targets, I believe in, in week one. So, yeah, I'm hoping he he kind of – well, Matt kind of gets that turned around and they can start moving the ball and scoring some points. But overall, I'm pretty happy with the with the bench. Trust me, we're going to get the Matt Ryan once we get to my game. We're going to have a long talk about Matt Ryan. But um, I'll, I'll go to you, Ryan. Um, just uh, get your thoughts on this game, um, both on Brony's team, but also maybe what what um, the Winston Thunder Bears, Thunder Bears can do to kind of like get turn it around. Uh, I will say I am deathly scared of Brony's team. Deathly scared. When I get to when we get to that point, actually, you know what? I don't face you once this year, so we're okay. <laughs> That's a good thing. I'm not gonna lie. That's a good thing. Because your team is absolutely 100 percent badass scared. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> It yeah. felt good at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It always does at the time. It always does. But no, no, you will be there at the end. You will be, my, my prediction, you will be one of the final four. You just have that good of a team. Absolutely. When it comes I, I was, to one, oh, sorry. sorry go, 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 no, no. I'm go sorry. Down. This happens when we have two polite people that are like, <laughs> oh, you go, no, you go, no, you go. But, um, I'll just quickly say I was surprised you even lost week one. So going into week two, I was going to ask this: How were you feeling after that week one loss? Because I was, I, I agreed. I thought you were one of the more dangerous teams, and seeing you lose week one was was uh, it surprised me. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a, I was a little surprised as well. Uh, but you know, with Russ not playing all that well, uh, the Panthers for whatever reason just refused to give Christian McCaffrey the ball in, in week one. You know, so uh, it, it is what it is. It happens in fantasy. A lot of it is is luck and, and matchups and everything. Uh, but I still felt really good coming into week two. Uh, but you know, so stuff like that happens all the time. See, might I say something right now? Yeah, please. Thank you. You know what? The first five weeks. Honestly, you, your best team is put forward. I think it's once we get to start the bye week games, I think that's when you'll see the better teams rise, like the cream will rise to the top when it comes to their drafting and all that stuff because that's when you're going to have to start making decisions, start doing this, start doing that, when the bye weeks start coming into play. 
Yeah. And Absolutely. and honestly, the further you get into the season, more injuries start to pile up, and and that's yeah, another gonna, thing too. Yes, hundred percent. Absolutely. And I'll quickly say, but the other thing, I and mean, as going deeper into the season, you start to realize what's actually important versus what isn't. Because like the biggest problem in these early weeks is the reason why everyone isn't putting their best players, even though um, that's you don't know what's important. Like you don't know is this just a one game fluke because it's such a small sample size. It's an interesting balance because, yes, there's more buys and, yes, there's more injuries. But you're also kind of – if you're um, paying attention and if you watch a lot of football, you're kind of like, oh, okay, this is what's important. This is a worrying sign. This is just a one-week fluke. This is a defense where you just can't play players against. Like, that's the interesting thing then why I love fantasy football is, yes, there are a lot of disadvantages and makes it makes it very tough as the season goes along. But you also, if you're paying attention, you can start to figure some stuff out and you can get even better and start to realize, okay, I think I know what's a fluke versus what isn't. But uh, now time to go to the last game. Um, this was the closest game by far. I <laughs> I got very lucky. In fact, I was watching the well, last Paris's play of- favorite favorite topic right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, uh, I was at home. I was like hands here watching the last play of the season. I was down by 0.7 points. And the last play of the last play of this of the Carolina Minnesota game was a sack, which gave my defense one point, which gave me enough to put me over the edge over Ferris. This was a terrifying game, and I didn't I, the whole game. I thought we were very very even, and guess what? We were very even because look at the score. Like the score was extremely even in a lot of ways. And I look at my team. I'm not even that disappointed because if you look at my players, let's ignore Matt Ryan for now because we'll get the Matt Ryan. You'll, we'll get the my rant about Matt Ryan. But you look at every single other player. We got 18, 11, 11, 10, 22, 12, 10, 13. And then we have Matt Ryan here, you know, being Matt Ryan. But um, my team didn't play badly. And I think I put a lot of safe bench, but no one exploded. No one had those like, plus 20 point games other than Curtis Samuel, which thank God I started him. Um, that was a really close call. Um, but I was deciding between him and Jihad Dotson. And if I started Jihad Dotson, I lose the game or Allen Robinson, I lose the game. So yeah. I, I got lucky on that one. Um, I de- listen, every fantasy uh, season, we have one win like this or one game like this. And I'm just happy. I got the win out of this. I do think Ferris has a very good team and he just got very unlucky because I will say, I think we all three of us are title contenders and Ferris had to play two of us week one, uh, one and two. I think um, there's as Ferris like doesn't have to play like the top, top of the dangers of winning the championship. He'll team will get a lot better. And there's a lot to like about his team, but I look at my team. I think this was just an anomaly. I think Barkley's going to have those 20 point games every now and then. Mixon will too. So will um, Jefferson. What was interesting is like everyone exploded week one for me. And now no one exploded, but no one kind of fell off with week one. My biggest disappointment other than Matt Ryan, because again, I'm about to get to Matt Ryan, uh, but it's Daryl Henderson. I thought he, it's like, oh, he's the starting back. I don't have to worry about Cam Akers. I thought he's, we're playing against the bad Atlanta defense. But, I mean, Atlantis looked a bit better than I expected. And also, I was surprised to see how much Cam Akers was in this game. Again, it's the sample size thing I was going on before. I was like, oh, I thought I can take away that Henderson's a starting back. I don't have to worry about Akers. That is not the case. And then with Edmonds on my bench, I really thought he was going to be the starting back. But maybe it's going to be uh, Raheem Mostert. Maybe it's going to be game by game. 
Maybe it's going to be a split share. But it's all about taking the right lessons away. I was glad I was able to get this win. Um, I remember going into this game thinking I was going to drop the Eagles defense because they were playing against Jefferson. Thank God I didn't do that. Thank God I actually have trust in the Eagles. I was one of the few people who I, I or I really thought they were going to be really good, so that's why I drafted their defense. But yeah, I mean, it's I got lucky here. I definitely I'm willing to admit I got lucky here. And I'm listen. That's what it takes. You got to get those wins. Stack up those wins, even yeah. if you don't deserve them. 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, both of you looking at this game, were you following this game as the week was going along? Were you like kind of like thinking it would end this close? I, I knew it would be close, but I didn't read, I didn't think it would be like, you know, like point, what is that, four, eight, like less than a half a point yeah. separated. Now, I, I played Ferris last week, so I know like, like he scored 130 on me. And so I know what Ferris's team can do. Now, if you look at what his team did this week from the wide receiver down, like Devontae Adams, 9.2. Yeah. I mean, like I think Sterling he Shepard. Like, like, I think from his wide receivers down all the way to his, you know, Brandon Cooks, like that's, that's a disappointment for a fantasy team. Absolutely. And it's, it's, and, and I mean, everybody, every team is going to go through that. They're going to go through that law where that, that week, you know, they're just not, you know, you're just not getting, they're just not there. They're, you just don't get the points, but Absolutely. to be in such a close mat, and especially against you, that was the winner of last week, you know, He's probably just sitting there cursing, going, <laughs> "What? One more, one more three yard catch, and I it would have been fine." You know. So I mean, it, it all of us, every single one of us here, like, is going to go through that, that that week or two where it's just, it just didn't work. Yeah, and like you said, you know, uh, luckily, you know, your team kind of went through that this season or this week. Uh, where you know Justin Jefferson went from you know scoring in the high 30s down to <laughs> yeah. 10, you know, it's a, yeah, exactly. a huge drop off, but you're still able to to hold on. Everybody played well enough to, victory, to, to yeah. get you the get you the win, and you know that's where kind of the the depth comes in, and and like you said as well with Curtis Samuel, just a, a little bit of luck. You know, you need that every week, you know, to, to make those decisions. 100. percent Absolutely. And now I'm going to get into Matt Ryan. So like the reason why I waited on a quarterback so much in our draft is first off, I think my philosophy is running backs and wide receivers win the league. In my opinion, um, basically you need good running backs and wide receivers to win the league. They need to be consistent. You don't have to worry about starting a wide receiver as your main starter and then getting two points. Um, And as long as you have a bunch of bodies, you can throw at that both those positions. It's fine. And I felt really good about both these quarterbacks. I knew Trevor Lawrence was going to take a leap um, because second year, much better head coach, offensive minor with Doug Peterson, more weapons. I was a fan of the Christian Kirk signing, but Matt Ryan, I was like, okay, he's got a good offensive line. He looked, he looked actually good last year. If you watched him, he was good last year. Got Jonathan Taylor, got an offensive minded head coach. Like everything's set up for him to score a bunch of touchdowns and do well. And he's not the most mobile quarterback. 
But man, has he been such a disappointment. He scored 15 last week, which was okay. But I can't start him when he gets shut out by the Jaguars. The Jaguars, <laughs> for God's sake. Um, it's going to be tough. I'm going to I'm going to probably be in the quarterback trade market. Because I have such such good wide receivers, I feel like I can probably get a decent quarterback if I trade one, trade one of these wide receivers. You're not getting one from me. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, I, I, Just we'll saying, see. Josh, you're not getting one from me. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But <laughs> I, I will see. Some people drafted an extra quarterback, and the advantage of that is just for someone like me who's like, hey, if you want a really good wide receiver that I have a, I have so many good wide receivers, I can give that up for a quarterback. I'm probably – I'm not starting Matt Ryan next week. I, you can't score two points as my quarterback and almost lose me the game And just as a philosophy standpoint. And also, I think even though some people think this is a bad defense, he's playing against the Chiefs. I think that's going to be ugly. I'm not looking forward to the Colts versus the Chiefs thing. I'm just like, listen, I'm going to wait a week, see if he bounces back. I have good enough wide receivers where I think I can uh, get by. Allen Robinson, 15 points. Uh, what's called uh, even Doxson, who I was thinking of starting, uh, he got 17. The question is, do I want to go all in on Washington with Samuel Thomas and Doxson all starting? By the way, they're playing the Eagles, so my players just constantly play against my defense, apparently. So <laughs> I just love being in that position. Um, yeah. it, there's some advantages, but um, the one thing that I really do like is I do trust my depth. I do think I have a deep team. I do think when bye weeks come around, I think that's my greatest strength. I don't think um, star-wise I can compete with maybe someone like Brony or Ryan or even Adelia. But I think what uh, depth-wise I can hang with anyone. Um, and I'll quickly say for Ferris what to look forward to is um, look at the quarterbacks. Goff and Wentz scored both 30-plus points. They were both really, really good. Um, and I think, you know, Keenan Allen was injured once he gets back out there. Um, What's the Colts defense? So zero, zero, Colts defense? Yeah. yeah, zero points. Um, so he'll get a new defense. Um, all the Colts, de- by the way, the Colts disappointed both of us. The Colts, all the Colts defense needs to do one point Ferris wins. Matt Ryan, just have a, just, you know, just have somewhat of a game. Somewhat. It's- it's, it's, a, it's an awful situation to be in because you look it's at an, every single player on your team yeah. and say, hey, if you just did one more thing, gain, yeah, gain yeah. you know, you're, even exactly. your running backs, hey, gain five more yards and I win. Absolutely. Yeah. Devontae Adams will <laughs> well, absolutely that's it. have Yeah. Devontae Adams will absolutely have a better week going forward. The player absolutely. I'm the most worried about when it comes to Ferris's team is Najee Harris. He's been dealing with injuries. The Steelers' offensive line has been bad, and the Steelers' offense have been abysmal. If you, yes, they won against the Bengals, but the fact that they needed five turnovers, missed kicks, and a missed extra point to beat the Bengals, and TJ Watt and Mika Fitzpatrick to play out of their minds because the offense was so horrendously bad. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about Najee for the rest of the season, fantasy and in real life. I don't trust the Steelers at all. They do have an easier matchup against the Browns. We'll see how that goes. But we'll other goes. We'll see how it goes, but I think Ferris's wide receivers are very talented. The quarterbacks Absolutely. are underratedly good. Like Ferris has the quarterbacks that you don't think is good in real life, but are great fantasy players. Yeah. If you think about it, uh, we'll okay, see. Okay, that's that... enough. To, that's enough to talk about Ferris. He's zero two. He is zero two. So we're going to move on. <laughs> uh, we're going to go to. Uh, I'm sorry. Go... Sorry about that. I'm not. I'm not. Let's go first. Uh, what? Let's go to the full standings quickly. Um, yeah. So. We have my division here with me and Brodney. Brodney's right now one and one. The two two and O teams are me and um, Dagan. 
And I think uh, the 0-2 teams are very dangerous. Like, I, I think – I feel comfortable uh, that I'm at least going to get first or second in my division right now. I, again, could be talking my mouth and then look at the end of the season and be very stupid. But right now – the interesting thing right now about this this side of the division, though, these three 2-0 players, uh, you, Ryan – the Marvel Studios and Adelia, Nebraska mm-hmm. Sky, all three of these 2-0 teams, I'm like, this is going to be a bloodbath to see who gets first place. I'm, like, so excited to just watch this division and just see who, which one of these three Titans can kind of get it. Um, what are your guys' quick takeaways two weeks into the standings? Anything you want to highlight or point out? Go ahead, Bernie. Uh, you know, I think I, I agree with you. I think uh, the Marvel Studios has a is a great shot at uh, coming out of that division. I think uh, you know, in in our division, you know, starting out one and one, it, it's going to be tough to kind of climb back in. But I, you know, I feel like I have a good shot. But obviously, you have a, a very strong team over there as well. Uh, so that that can kind of go either way. But you know, back at the other division, I think one thing is for certain, and that's uh, Justin is going winless. Uh, he's got. <laughs> <laughs> Taysom Hill, Baker Mayfield, the Cleveland Browns, just losers all over that roster. I see zero wins for Justin in the future. Beautiful. I will, I will say the 0-2 teams in one division, I trust a lot more than the 0-2 teams in the other division. I'll leave it like that. I do actually think Justin will, will, will maybe will bounce back a little, but like right now the two, like, again, there's a lot of t- ad drops, trades, stuff to be played, but the two teams that like, I'm like, warning bells red flags like something needs to change is both caleb and chris engel both of those teams are like the biggest worries they're in the same division we'll Mm -hmm. see what happens um i think um both ferris and twisted t higgins like they both played well and just got stuck with good opponents so that's kind of my takeaway with both of them and i can see both of them coming back um and going on to um this week's matchups the matchup I'm the most excited about, I will say, uh, let's see, is um, Nebraska. And Tim- oh, I know what mine is. Um, that definitely is a good one. But I'm actually going to be looking at um, here it is, um, Brody. Your game against uh, Rob Snark, both one and one teams. Both of you have had flashes and looked very good. Um, I think you both have the ability to score over 30 points and. Um, 130 and that that's what um it's projecting 125 versus 133 to me this is the matchup where it's like this could be a huge matchup for whoever gets second or is competing for first against me in in this um in this division it's a huge division matchup that's where i'm keeping my eyes on prony how are you approaching next week against snark well you know i i agree it's a big it's a big game for next week uh i think if you look at the projected leaders right there the third spot for both of us is really going to be critical. I need Russell Wilson to really bounce back and start playing like Russell Wilson. Michael Pittman, I think we we know he's a very talented receiver, but like we discussed, Matt Ryan's throwing him the ball. So, you know, it, 15 points, if you just tell me, hey, Michael Pittman's going to score 15 points, well, yeah, sure. But if you say Mike Matt Ryan is throwing him the ball and he's going to score 15 points, I don't know. Uh, but it's the same thing right now with Russell Wilson. You know, those two guys – and, and for me, you know, Justin Fields as well. I need the quarterback position to really step up. Uh, I'm, I'm very confident in, in Christian, uh, Tyreek, AJ, uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown. I think those guys will, will, will show up. It's really going to be the quarterback position for me. Um, I know Dalvin Cook had a horrible, horrible week, but I would expect him to bounce back as well. 
Jalen Hurts, you know, I'm, I've never been a big fan of Jalen, uh, but obviously they've got a ton of weapons uh, and they're they're kind of rolling right now on offense. Uh, so I, I think you'll be all right there. So I, I, like I said, I think it comes down to Pittman, you know, whether he can live up to that that projection and for me, the the quarterback position. And also, uh, this might be wrong, but I think Pittman's injured. So, like, I, we'll see if Pittman even plays. Well, yeah, so, yeah, also. Uh, what's called. Um, he, was, right. he was out this week, but I, I believe they're expecting him to play next week. Okay, gotcha. Um, so, uh, uh, what's called, Ryan, you got Caleb. Um, how are you feeling uh-huh. about this uh, you know, again, I'm not, you know, I'm not going in with any, you know, expectations. Like Caleb obviously has struggled the first two weeks. I mean, he's obvious he's due for a for a bigger bounce back week. Yeah. So I don't I'm not going into this going, oh yeah, okay, this is a an easy week or whatever like that. Like it's going to be another my players have to play. And if they do, I feel confident with what the result is going to be absolutely well said now, well, like, like, well, well looking at the like so looking at my team mm-hmm. they have marcus mariota as my set and my number two okay my number two both like like that and that's fine and i hope it is i mean you know but we like both my number one projected and my defense has a tough task in miami absolutely so you know, it, I mean, I don't think I'm going to get 20 points out of the my or Buffalo defense every week. <laughs> so, hey, it, it's going to be what it's going to be, but that's the beauty of fantasy football. Absolutely, great coach speak there. Um, I'll, I, I'll, I will, um, quickly say I'm going to be Justin, so we don't need to go over that. Like, I, I'm going to win. So, we'll go down. The, the other game I want to quickly highlight is Nebraska guy versus uh, Two Hearts Two Throbbing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a huge game for two hard two throbbing because you look at the top of that division with Nebraska Sky, with um, the Marvel Studios, with you, Ryan. You look at those three teams, you don't want to fall behind. You want to be in the race. And if too hard to throbbing loses, he's one and two right now. I bet you at least two or three of those teams go the three and oh. You got to at least, this is a, maybe a, I wouldn't say must win, but it's an extremely, extremely important game for two hard two throbbing. And for the Nebraska Sky, um, they've consistently looked great. So this is an extremely tough matchup. But I will say, I do think um, that this is a very winnable game for um, Too Hard Too Throbbing. Um, and I do love how often I have to say that name. I try to say it as often as possible. Uh, but thank you guys so much for being on the show. Um, any parting words? Is there anything you want to plug? Or is there anything you would like to say to your opponents or the league? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, as you know, one half of Lunch Break Hot Take, uh, we stream every Wednesday night, 7.15 Eastern. Uh, also, I'm on a another podcast, uh, one third of Ring Kings podcast. It's our boxing podcast. Uh, we stream generally on sa- Saturday nights after fights. Uh, but, you know, that, that kind of depends on the, the schedule for boxing. But you can find me on either one of those channels. Uh, you can find me on social media at LBHT Show. And at Ring Kings Pod on uh, you know Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, everywhere. Absolutely. And Ryan, how about you? Hey, I can't do a better plug than that because I have absolutely squat to plug. I am just a Patreon here on the Let's Get Ready Network. I'm just just a Patreon. 
you know what? I, I, I love, you know, if you want to join the Patreon, come on, join the Patreon. It'd be great for you to come on LGR slash Patreon, you know, $1 gets you into the, you know, the discord. We have lots of conversation, lots of good talk there. You know, uh, you know, if you go up in tiers, Hey, you can maybe next year you can join this league that we're doing. You can actually join the the Pick'em League at five dollars. It's perfect, fantastic place, Absolutely. fantastic people. It's it's a great community. Come join. But other than that, no, I have no social media plug. Thank you. Sounds and no, good. I'm not gonna. I'm not getting into it with Caleb right now. Absolutely, absolutely. And I will quickly say, um, you know, second place in that Pick'em League right now. I'm in striking distance, so I'll leave it at that. Thank you all for watching. I can't wait to see you guys next week. I can't wait to see how the show evolves. And we'll see who we have on next. I'm just going to get on anyone who I think would make an entertaining show. And it will probably be the most uh, high-scoring high team. But it might not be. We'll see who's who wants to come on and who's ready to talk. So I'm excited to see you all next week. There's and the highest scoring right there. <laughs> 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 I can listen possibly um I'm 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 excited for it and I'm excited to talk about my win against Justin next week so I will see you all next week <laughs>